You are listening to Sheep Might Fly, a podcast of serialised fiction written and read by Tansy Rainer Roberts. For those of you who follow my other writing as crime writer Livia Day, I have a brand new murder mystery out this week. Died and Buried is another Tasmanian set murder mystery. It's the beginning of a new series called Fashionably Late about upcycled fashion and running a little beach boutique and murder, green dye, all kinds of fun things. There's a few baby goats. Just a few. There'll be more in the second book, which is coming out next year. So if you like yourself a cosy murder mystery, then check out Died and Buried by Olivia Day, which releases on the 14th, which is basically tomorrow. Okay. Our current serial is Musketeer Space. Chapter 17. Portrait of a Marriage. Dana had been thinking about Conrad Sue and his employer ever since yesterday's Sankafola game and the Regents' announcement. It was none of Dana's business. She had no right to involve herself, and yet the safety of the realm might well depend on how the Prince Consort chose to handle the matter of the coat and the diamonds and the ball. If the sun-kissed were returning, if it was really true that another intergalactic war was on the horizon, then this was the worst possible time for the government to take a hit. Dana flopped down on her narrow bed in the room above Madame Sue's workshop. Sleep. She needed sleep. But every time she closed her eyes, there was a clanking noise from below. The rooms were heavily soundproofed, which meant the noise must be fearsome indeed. Finally, she let herself out of her room and leaned over the balcony to see what was going on down there. The workshop had been half cleared of its usual printers and other paraphernalia to make room for three large mecha. They were basic orbital suits designed for space repairs and other basic tasks outside the station. They were also, for the most part, in bits. Another pallet of limbs and casings arrived on a packing trolley steered by two pigeons and Madame Sue directed the lot to be unpacked on the workshop floor. Planchet sat among the mechanical debris, looking as if All her birthdays had come at once. When she saw Dana, she waved merrily up at her. Look what we got! Madame Sue darted a glance at Dana and looked away again. She'd been doing that since her release by the Red Hammers, as if she didn't want to acknowledge that they even knew each other. If it meant Dana would not be included in any new palace plots, she was okay with that. Madame Sue turned swiftly and withdrew into her rooms. You have to see this, Planchet squealed, diving into the new pile of mecha bits. Dana came down the steps to her. Where in space did you get it all? Her thoughts flitted to the mecha graveyard on Luna Palais and that odd night she had spent out there with Conrad, Chevreuse and Dubois. Auction, said Planchet, diving into one of the pallets 
and pulling out handfuls of circuits. Madame Sue has a contract to supply cheap mecca for the Calais. She referred to the solar crawler civilian transport that ran regularly between Honor and Valor. I'm going to build and fix them from this lot, and she's paying me a percentage. Dana frowned at that. I hope it's a big percentage if you're doing all the work. Planchet's expression fell slightly. It's a percentage, she said. Dana sighed and patted Planchet on the arm. Do you really think you can get entire mecha suits up and running from scrap? Oh, yes. Look at that one. The chassis is mostly complete. It's only the internals that need to be completely remodelled. And that one over there will be solid once I get the head reshaped and buffed down to size and find it some new internal circuits and arms. Dana should go back to her room and sleep. She really should. Rest was important, but this looked like fun. Taking things apart, putting them back together again and recycling scrap into working tech had been a massive part of her life back on Gascon Station. And while she appreciated the ease with which you could access anything you wanted here in Paris, she did love a challenge. Besides, if she built a mecca from the inside out, she might do better with the damn things in the field. She needed all the help she could get on that score. Can I help? she asked, and was rewarded by a brilliant grin from Planchet. An hour later, Dana sat inside the most complete of the broken mecha suits. The pilot's nest was the easiest position from which to run a full diagnostic. Next to this bucket of bolts, the mecha that Dana used for her work with Commandant Essart was looking pretty damn shiny. I have to deliver some contracts for Madame Sue, said Planchet, speaking loudly from outside the casing. It'll only take half an hour. Are you all right in there? Yep, said Dana, who had checked twice that she was able to release the opening mechanism from the inside. It'll take me nearly that long to get this done. That doesn't sound promising, said Planchet, her smile dimming slightly. He's a fixer-upper. There's a lot more wrong with the internals than a few burned-out circuits. Not even that report could get Planchet down. I wouldn't want it to be too easy. That'd be boring. This is why I will never become an engineer, Dana groaned. Planchet laughed and ran off on her errand, with all the energy of a robot puppy. Dana continued with her diagnostic. The view screens worked, which was something of a miracle, and she wasn't entirely sure what they were connected to. She was about to prise up a panel to see the state of the wiring when a familiar figure walked straight past the front of the mecca. It was Conrad Sue. She'd never seen him here before, though of course it was technically his home. He stopped before the door to his wife's office, about to knock, then walked away a few paces instead. Dana felt odd not letting him know she was here. There was no way to reveal her presence that wouldn't be extremely awkward. At least this way she could be awkward on her own without him knowing about it. Conrad returned to the door and knocked quickly, 
before he could change his mind. Jingfei? Madame Su emerged, staring at him in a very unfriendly manner. She closed the door behind her, not inviting him inside. It's you. Conrad dragged his hand through his spiky blue hair, a nervous habit of his. How are you? I mean, after... I am somewhat recovered from being imprisoned, threatened and scared half to death. Thank you so much for asking. He reached out, touching her arm. I am sorry about all that. I never meant to bring it down on you. Madame Sue crossed her arms. You never think, do you? This is what I get for marrying such a boy. It's all games and sports and friends and danger without a thought of those who get hurt along the way. They looked at each other for a long moment, and then Conrad hugged her, murmuring apologies. Madame Sue scowled darkly, but allowed him to comfort her, angrily wiping a dash of tears from one eye so he wouldn't see them. Dana had never felt more like an intruder in her life. At least the Mecca was disabled, and so her every embarrassed twitch would not be reflected by its giant limbs flailing around. She would have given anything to be able to sidle away unseen. Conrad drew back from his wife, kissing her once on the forehead. Jingfei, I'm sorry. I really am, but I need your help. I can only ask someone that I trust. Madame Sue pushed him away. What trouble have you got yourself into now, brat? It's nothing bad or even difficult, but I need you to carry a letter to Valor for me. Valor? Dana hissed beneath her breath. Valor? Madame Sue said in astonishment. You want me to travel to another planet as some messenger bird? I have a business to run here. Conrad was showing his anxiety now. There's no time to waste. I can't go for myself. The palace. Oh, yes, your precious palace, Madame Sue mocked. I have a new contract to fill for the Calais, and more coming from a very important new patron. I don't have time for your little intrigues. Hire a raven if you can't send a text like a normal person. Ching Fei, he whispered, pleading with her. It's important for the crown. His wife arched back as if he had said something shocking, and then she smiled an oddly cruel sort of smile. Conrad, darling, not everyone serves the crown first. There was a pause as he took in her words. Then he straightened, nodding as if she'd said something polite and completely uninteresting. My mistake. I'm sorry, Jingfei. I won't bother you with this again. Madame Sue held out her cheek to him. Conrad kissed her dutifully and walked away, his boots making a muffled sound against the metal floor. Dana let out a long, painful breath. She wished she had not seen that. A moment later, what she saw was fifty times worse. Is he gone? asked a voice from inside Madame Sue's office. Yes, 
said Madame Sue in a shaky voice. Did I do the right thing? To Dana's horror, when the guest emerged from the office, it was the familiar figure of the moth pilot from Myung, Special Agent Rosnay Cho. Today's flight suit was a pale green, with two matching hair combs in the same colour, glittering with jade studs. I would have preferred it if you'd thought quickly enough to take the letter, Roe drawled. Then we'd know what his master was up to. But this'll do nicely for now. Thank you for your help. She patted the other woman on the shoulder. Madame Sue straightened with pride. The Cardinal is a good woman. I know she has everyone's best interests at heart. Rose sent her a jagged smile. She pays well, too. Enjoy your new contracts, Madame Sue. I think you'll find them generous. She left the workshop in that long, confident stride of hers, hair sweeping out behind her. Dana waited until she was sure that Madame Sue was back in her office. Then she slowly let herself out of the Mecca, stretching her sore limbs when she was free of confinement. She dashed out of the workshop, only to run smack-bang into Planchet, who was carrying a box of pastries. Ah! Dana yelled, her nerves already jangled beyond their limits. Ah! Planchet replied. Why are we yelling? What's... But Dana did not let her ask any more than that. She grabbed her by the collar and pulled her along. Did you see Conrad on your way over? Yes, he's mooching over near the promenade looking cross. I didn't like to... Shush! Dana hurried along the nearest walkway, which came out above the promenade. She spotted the still figure of Rosne Cho, leaning on the rail, watching Conrad Sue from a distance. He sat at a cafe table on the lower level. His shoulders slumped in defeat. He had no idea he was being so closely observed. He needs a pastry, Planchet said sympathetically. No, said Dana. You know he needs pastry? That one. She pointed at Roe. She's the woman who abducted him. Planchet wrapped a protective arm around her pastry box. Well, if that's true, I don't feel she deserves pastry. I need you to cause a distraction. Then I will buy you a new box of any baked goods you like. Promise? Planchet's eyes lit up. Is it another adventure? The same one, actually. That's even better. The last one was brilliant. Dana managed to position herself down on the promenade, as close as she could get to Conrad Sue, without being in Rose's line of sight. She waited for her moment. There was a commotion up on the balcony, as Planchet pounced making loud declarations about how her boss had sent these for Special Agent Cho, and she hoped she liked them, and oh, she was so sorry she didn't mean to get sugar all over her feet, and so on. It was a good distraction, involving flailing arms, pastry crumbs, and at least three other passers-by, not even counting the crowd who stopped to watch the disaster. Conrad Sue glanced up, his head tilting as he took in the full extent at the scene being played out above him. 
Dana ran forward and grabbed his hand. She dragged him along with her until they reached a row of privacy booths and shoved him inside an empty one. He went willingly, if still confused. Once she'd closed the door behind them, Dana peeked out through the view screen. The special agent was still wiping powdered sugar off her green flight suit, which made Dana think they had got away with it. It was a small booth, so they were practically jammed together. Conrad had an odd sort of smile on his face. This is unexpected, he said. You could have just called if you wanted to see me. Dana shoved him hard in the chest, wanting to make that flirtatious look on his face disappear fast. This isn't a seduction. Good, he shot back, giving her a bit of a shove back, though his hand connected with her shoulder instead of her chest. Because you're terrible at it. Your wife is working for the Cardinal, she warned him. Conrad groaned and pulled his hand through his spiky blue hair again. He wasn't going to have any left by the end of the day. Yes, I'd worked that out for myself, Cheers. I'm screwed. I need someone to take the prince's letter to Valor. Someone who's completely trustworthy. And I've got nothing. Dana lifted her eyebrows at him. Conrad's eyes brightened. Hey, you know the musketeers. Which of them is least likely to be in the pocket of the cardinal? Dana blinked in astonishment. None of them? Oh, come on. Everyone has their price, Dana. You haven't asked me mine. It was insulting how astonished he looked. You? Don't tell me you don't trust me, she scowled. You gave me enough to sink the government ten times over last week. I know, but... He hesitated. You're not even a musketeer. Oh, thank you very much. Do you want your letter delivered or not? Conrad crossed his arms over his chest. I don't want to see you killed. You might have got away with that pantomime out there, but this is serious shit. People could end up dead for this letter. Do you want to explain its contents to anyone else? She hissed at him. I know already, Conrad. It's the coat, isn't it? He slumped against the walls of the privacy booth. That fucking coat. I can make a new one in time for the ball, but we daren't risk trying to replace those studs. We could manage one or two, but the whole set? Too much could go wrong, and it's obvious that they know, which makes it worse. Is that why you didn't give the letter to Dubois? Dana asked in a low voice. Or is it me, you suspect? Conrad sighed, shaking his head. I don't think either of you are in with the Cardinal. For all we know, her goons wired the whole fucking Mecca graveyard for sound. But Dubois already turned me down. She's trying to fix things with her husband, and after her last trip to Valor, she's washing her hands of Alec and his, well, you know, everything. So, trust me, said Dana. You don't have a ship. Or time. Don't you work for the Mecca Squad? I can ask for leave. Dana remembered what Athos had told her not so long ago. No one is more loyal to the Crown or the Solar System or the Musketeers than Amiral Treville. 
I can go to Admiral Treville, take her into our confidence. Conrad raised his eyebrows. You have the ear of the Admiral. If she agrees to help, I won't be on my own. She could square my absence with Commandant Essart and it would be an official mission. It couldn't hurt to show Treville the level of Dana's commitment to the Crown and the Musketeers for future reference. Fine, Conrad said at last with great reluctance. If you can get Admiral Treville on side, I will trust you with the Prince Consort's letter. But it has to be today, Dana. Dana nodded and on impulse reached out and kissed him on the cheek. Conrad leaned into her for a moment, as if he needed the physical contact. To Valor and back for a handful of diamond studs, Dana said cheerfully, leaning all the way back so she wouldn't be tempted to kiss him again. Piece of cake. Thanks for listening to Sheep Might Fly. You can sign up to my author newsletter for updates, Follow me on Twitter at TansyRR or at SheepMightFly. Find me on Facebook at TansyRR Books. And if you like this podcast, consider supporting me at Patreon, where you can receive all kinds of cool rewards, early ebooks, and exclusive stories for a small monthly pledge. Don't forget to pre order Died and Buried, unless it's like a day from now, in which case you can just buy it. Uh, no pre ordering required. And next week, we'll be back for more Musketeers with the chapter called Kissing at Airlocks. See you then.